I was making like 40 grand. We had like $80,000 in student loan debt. We had like $20,000 in credit card debt. I couldn't actually afford the the meal. I just got the rice. Uh, that's you, when I was that's bougie. That's not a serious thing, right? No, I'm serious. You would only eat rice. Mm -hmm. you know, I just got the rice. We sold this house two years later and it went from 159,000 to 215K. Everything I ever wanted was like coming true. But my big goal, my big goal in life, like I could retire if this happened, was to become a guest on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Mm. But then Bigger Pockets reaches out and they're like, hey, Brandon Turner's leaving. Would you be interested in perhaps being the fill-in? Yeah. The moment they asked me that, I was like, oh my. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Way podcast. Our mission is to help you not go broke trying to get rich. Today, I have the wish version of me. <laughs> he is the guy, none other than Rob Bilt. What's up? How's it going, man? I'm so starstruck because <laughs> oh, um, for a lot of reasons, uh, I go to sleep and I look at your face every night because the Wealthy Way book is beside my bedside table. <laughs> so before I get into bed, I look at Ryan. I say good night, Ryan. I say good night to my wife. And then I get, and then, uh, but then she tucks me in. Me and then another good night, <laughs> just yeah. for good measure. Yeah. And then, uh, then I have the photo of you taped to the ceiling too. But that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> so we we met. I mean, first off, for those who don't know, you are the host of the Bigger Pockets podcast. That's right. Yeah. Um, you've got a big YouTube channel. You specialize in Airbnb and tiny homes and, you know, cool stuff. I saw you just bought a, a not a tiny home, yeah. the opposite of that. Yeah, a triple dome home in Castle Rock, Denver for a million dollars. Yeah. And you're building some kind of house with three pickleball courts. Yes. Yep. Uh -huh. In Scottsdale, Arizona, we have a 6,000 square foot mansion with the casita. Yeah. And a beautiful house architecturally, but you know we're figuring out in Scottsdale that if you want to compete with everybody, you've got to offer yeah. crazy amenities. We were like, you know, the architecture is great, but now we've probably spent about like 22K yeah. on, a, on a triple pickleball court, which is it's going to be cool. That's fine. I mean, my pickleball court costs like 50K by itself. What? Really? Dang. Yeah. Well, we, okay, probably would have cost us that, but there was already like a giant sports court that was uh, destroyed okay. like just over time. So they came out and resurfaced. Yeah, it's we about had 22. just dirt. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah that's why. So sure. you and I met um, a few years back because... Uh, you were on YouTube. I was just we we both kind of got onto YouTube around mm -hmm. the same time. Yeah, yeah. And do you do you remember what date you posted your first video? It was like May of 2020. Oh, what dance? So I think I technically started first. I was January 7th, 2020. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And I remember like right around that time, somebody was like, Hey, check out this guy. He's a pretty big YouTuber. He just was talking about your hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Who's this guy? And <laughs> so I, I watched the video and you you called my hair a quaff. Uh-huh. And I've never heard that in my life. A pompadour quaff. I've heard of a pompadour, but yeah. I still don't even know what it is. It's uh it's the poof. Oh, it's the yeah. poof. I know the poof. Yeah, yeah. It's the poof, the quaff, pompadour, okay. whatever you want to call it, man. But I always say, you know, we're always our battle is the quaff off. The quaff off. You know? <laughs> That's what we're gonna call our boxing match next year. Yep, the quaff off. Yep. So, you know, you you made some fun of my hair and you said that your hair was far superior. Mm -hmm. And I had to comment and say, I mean it's pretty good, but yeah. it, like I don't think it's much of a debate. You know, I'm going to give you some credit. You have a much better hairline. <laughs> and so I would pay a lot of money for that hairline. Yeah. And maybe one day with technology and modern advancements in the <laughs> medical industry, maybe I will. You know, if you make enough money from real estate investing, I think you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably. And you know, funny story, I met that guy yesterday. I think his name is Gabe. Yeah. And um, he's like, hey, I'm the guy from that video that's uh, you work oh, out with him yeah, yeah yeah okay and he was like i'm the guy that that sent that video to, to ryan. ryan i'm like honestly dude 
you know, in a very funny way, it's like you've changed my life in a way that you don't even know because it, it led to us becoming buds and just me meeting people. And it's like kind of crazy how one little funny story like that can, yeah. can lead to me speaking at WealthCon, which has been amazing. Yeah. So you guys might hear it in the background right now. That's yeah. Patty Hilton. He's great. Like hyping the crowd up yeah. right now. I think some He's big so speakers good. are coming out, but, um, bro, I mean like this is the second event that I've had you speak at mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just uh, like, I appreciate you coming sure. out and, and giving people so much value on Airbnb. Um, and it's just great hanging out with you. Yeah, man. It's yeah. fun. I like chopping it up with you. And honestly, dude, it's like your community is so nice. It was very inspiring when I went to uh, the Future Flipper Mastermind a year ago, speaking there. And uh, just remember seeing you talk amongst people. And well, first of all, I saw everybody in there because I, I do through my coaching program, Host Camp. It's all digital and they don't like you know, they don't know each other because it's always been digital. And I went to your event and everybody was like best friends. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool. And then we went to the after party and you're just there hanging out with everybody, like calculating wholesale deals with guys. And, <laughs> like you knew everybody too. And I was like, man, that's so cool that he knows the students. And so that inspired me to eventually throw my own event. And I was like, why haven't I done this? Like, you know, it's, it's really cool. And now it's a whole nother machine. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like more than double the size. Yeah. No, I mean, we got over a thousand people here and I think we're going to continue to just make them bigger and better and more amazing. So, so you want more than a thousand people. Oh yeah. I mean, I want a stadium at some oh, point. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah, see. Like I think uh, like, why can't we fill up a uh, Dodger stadium at one day? Man, that's crazy. Good. It I may not be, we- it may not be a wealth con, but I like, I think I could throw an event one day that could do something crazy. You absolutely like can. I've seen what you've done and since we've just met and I'm like, it's very impressive, man. So I think, I think you'll have a stadium much faster than you think. I appreciate that. So tell me a little bit about just for everyone who's listening, like uh, your journey, man, because for those who don't know you, I mean, I feel like your career has really just started to like get crazy. Um, you know, you're, you're in this niche, you're doing so many things. So like, how did it start out? Yeah, man. So you know, my wife and I, we were living in Kansas City. Um, I moved there for a job. I, back in the day, before I quit my nine to five, like two years ago, I was an advertising copywriter. Yep. So uh, writer as in W-R-I-T-E-R. So I wrote ads. And so I wrote for like Gatorade, Hyundai, Sonic, Old Smoky Moonshine, Wiener Schnitzel. Like so Chad so GPT would have took your job. Eventually. I'm glad <laughs> I got out while I could. Um, but, you know, I, I got this opportunity to go write for Gatorade in Kansas City. And so I was like... You know, I told my wife, I was like, are you down to move? And she's like, Kansas City, are you kidding me? Oh, man. And I was like, no, I think, but the job is going to be cool. And it panned out to be an amazing city. Like, I loved it. But there was one problem, and it's that we were really broke. Uh, like, really, really, <laughs> really broke. That's usually the problem. Um, and so, I mean, I was making like 40 grand, and she was nannying and making like $12 an hour or something before she be- became a teacher eventually. And... um Man, dude, after like, we had like $80,000 in student loan debt. We had like $20,000 in credit card debt. And so we were paying rent at this apartment. And I was like, let's just buy a house. Like it's pretty much the same price. It'll be $1,000 a month versus the 800 bucks that we're, that we're spending now. And so she was like, okay, I mean, if you think we can afford it. I was like, no, we can't. And the only reason I could afford it was because my tax return that year was like, five grand, just enough for the down payment. Yeah. Um, they should not have given me this house. Like it was dumb from the underwriter's perspective. Like we were really broke, Yeah. but we got it and we bought this house and I convinced a friend to move up to the city and work at the same agency. He paid me 400 bucks a month to, to live in a room. <laughs> and I remember I got that first Venmo for 400 bucks and I was like, I 
and rich. <laughs> That's a lot of Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Chipotle, right? And so that was at the time where I liked Chipotle so much, but I couldn't actually afford the the meal. I just got the rice. And I would get the double rice, which was a dollar sixty-seven at the time. And if I wanted sour cream, it was an extra fifty cents. No, that's you, when I was that's bougie. That's not a serious thing, right? No, I'm serious. You would only eat rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you paid a dollar sixty-seven for rice for like a bowl of rice. Yeah, and then when I felt super bougie, I'd get the seven-dollar meal. You know. Um, <laughs> Well, so, that, that seven dollar meal is like ten now. Yeah, it is it's sixteen dollars if you want the double steak. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so we didn't have a ton of money after bills. We had less than a thousand bucks, so we had enough to like do things, but we were never saving. And eventually, we sold this house two years later, and it went from one hundred and fifty nine thousand to two hundred and fifteen k. So we sell it. We have forty thousand dollars. Most money ever. So much. And yeah. my wife was like, "We should pay off half of the student loans." And I was like, well, even if we pay off half the, the student, like the amount every month is the same. Yeah. And I was like, I think we should keep it. And so she was like, no, we pay. I'm like, no, let's keep it, please. Like, I, I believe that something with this money will happen. So we were like, all right, well, we're really broke. What should we do? And we're like, hey, what if we move to LA? <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> that should work. So we moved to LA. And with that 40 grand, we ended up putting a down payment on our house. Okay. Um, but before we bought that house, we were living in an apartment, eight, uh, 666 square feet. Very specific, I know. because we were crazy. like, Yeah, we we're just like, okay, 1,850 bucks. Did that for six months. And I was like, dude, I can't do this again. I got I to gotta build equity. And I was like, let's buy a house. Yeah. And so my wife was like, well, what are we going to do with the apartment? And I was like, well, there's this website. Um, you can like put your, your house on it and people like strangers will pay you to sleep in your apartment, right? <laughs> And then obviously it's Airbnb, but she was like, are you sure this is going to work? And I was like, no, definitely not. But <laughs> I've heard of it. And I, people are making money doing this. And so she was like, okay, if you say so. We buy this house, 624,000 bucks, four times the amount of the house that we had just sold. And my wife was like, are you sure we can afford this? And I was like, no, I'm not. But <laughs> I think, you know, there's this little 279 square foot studio apartment underneath. And I was like, I was looking at calendars and I think we can make two to three grand a month renting that and our mortgage was 4,400 bucks. So I calculated if I make one to 2,000 bucks on that apartment yeah. and two to $3,000 in the studio that's under the house, we won't have to pay a mortgage. That's exactly what happened. And so once I got that first like reservation, it was like 1,400 bucks at that apartment. Everything's on the line, right? Because I'm like, if I don't book this, I'm going to have to pay 1,800 bucks out of my pocket every month. Yeah. And I was like scared, but I was like, I believed in it. And um, get a $1,400 reservation jumping for joy. I'm like, man, I got two weeks to do it again and I can make like a thousand bucks, you know? And the guy's going to check in, cancels his reservation an hour before because I didn't know about cancellation policies. And I was just like, uh, we, we are bankrupt. Like I was like, oh my goodness. And so an hour later, someone booked it for 1500 bucks. And I was like, I think this is going to work. And then someone booked that studio apartment under my house for like a $1,500 reservation for like a month or something. And I was like, all right, this, I think this is where I'm going to become a millionaire. And so that was really the start of it because I told myself if I did this 10 times, I can make like $10,000 a month. And that was always my goal. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. So, you know, you, you figure this real estate thing out. What point do you start making YouTubes about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I started this YouTube channel. Um, I went to lunch uh, on December 23rd at my job with three friends. It was the day before we broke for Christmas. And um, 
they we're all talking and they're talking about like Casey Neistat or something. And they're uh-huh. like, man, YouTubers make a lot of money. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to start a channel for like 10 years. And they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do like this weird, wacky, you know, like kind of just funny version of a do it yourself channel. And literally they were all eating and they all stopped and they were like, you should do that like <laughs> at the exact same time. And I was like, yeah, you think, do you think it would be good? And they were like, yeah, dude, that sounds amazing. And so I was like, okay. And so I shot my first video a week later, posted it a week after that on January 7th of 2020. And, uh, it was bad. (laughs) It was really bad. And it was all DIY. It was me doing projects around the house. I was editing my own videos and, uh, you know, I just, you know, the third video I ever made, I decided to change up the DIY thing just for one time. So I got my, my iPhone on a tripod and I like walk out to the backyard where I had built a tiny house. And uh, my wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to be a vlogger, babe. She's like, what are you going to vlog about? I was like, I don't know, maybe the tiny house. <laughs> and so um, I go out there, I set it up. The, I, it was framed. I always say it's nips up. It was like literally like from here up. It was so bad. And then I posted it. And dude, it literally got dozens of views. Dozens and so, of, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. So I keep posting DIY stuff. And uh, six months later, really random story. I think I've scientifically calculated how this happened. But six months later, that video, the tiny house vlog, started getting like instead of like a view a week, it was getting like 2000 views an hour. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I have done it. I am viral, you know? And I was like, oh my goodness. And what happened was I sent that video to the, to the guy who designed the house. He has like a little tiny house design website and he's got an email list of maybe like 20, 30,000 people or something. I was like, Hey dude, I just wanted you to see that I actually ended up building this house. What do you think? He's like, dude, can I send it to my email list? And I was like, yeah, sure. So he sends it to this email list. And because all these tiny house people, they, they love tiny houses, they watch the entire video. And so that kicked off in the algorithm in the whole like tiny house community. Wow. And so I was a little bummed though, because uh, it wasn't my DIY video. I had spent so much time trying, <laughs> trying to, to make, that. yeah, I was like, I got a nice camera. I had started editing for real. And before that video was like an iPhone video. And that video like sucked and mm. no, like the other videos weren't going viral. And I was like really bummed about it because it's just like, man, but I guess know, my dream won't, you, won't You know work. what's funny? Like for me, when I got started during that time, like, and I was making videos and they're doing pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I started off getting, you know, like 500 views, then a thousand views. And like I was consistently getting around there. And then my first viral video was my couch flipping video. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. I'm telling you guys how to make like generational wealth, flipping or wholesaling or buying rentals. And my couch flipping video was the one that pops off. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to make more (laughs) videos on couch flipping. I guess I'm going to have to make more side hustle videos. And those are to this day still my best videos. And it's not like I only do that. Like I could have, you know, been like, I guess I'm just gonna do that. But, you know, I still, I enjoy doing them, but it's just funny because you never know what's going to pop off. Yeah, you don't get to choose. Yeah. The YouTube gods choose. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was kind of bummed about it because I told my friend, I was like, I'm going viral, I guess. You know, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like kind of bummed. And he was like, what are you sad about? And I was like, well, just tiny house content is so boring. Like everyone in the space is just very vanilla. Yeah. And real estate is boring and Airbnb is boring, you know? <laughs> And he was like, well, what if you did the DIY thing where you want to be weird and wacky, but you do the tiny house Airbnb version of it? Yeah. And, and you, maybe you could be the first person that's not boring. 
And I was like, maybe I could be the first person that that you're onto something, I think. And so <laughs> that day I was like, you know what? That's cool. I think I do have something to teach. And so I um, recorded this uh, this uh, follow-up video of my other tiny house that I built in Joshua Tree two and a half hours away from there. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I got to like, you know, get the momentum, keep it going. And so I go out there and I shoot it and I edit it. This is, you know, it takes me 16, 20 hours to edit a video. Yeah. And um, I schedule it to, to go live at 8 a.m. And uh, I would go to sleep and I wake up at like 8.20 and it's got like 2,500 views. Yeah. And I like shook my wife. I was like, wake up, wake up. I did it again. <laughs> I've gone viral. And, uh, you know, about two or three days after that, YouTube made me creator on the rise where they basically feature me on the homepage oh, for, really? for like a whole day. And it was kind of crazy because my life goal with YouTube was to get a thousand subscribers. Literally, that was my dream. And that happened six months to the day. The day I got monetized was six months to the day that I started. And then I was like, all right, I guess my next goal is 5,000 in the next three to four years. Yeah. And then I got 5,000 a week later. And then a week after that, it was like 25,000 because YouTube made me creator on the rise. And that was the day that I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to, this is who I'm going to be. Wow. What year was that? This was like 20, let's see, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Like six months after I started the channel. That's crazy. And then how many subscribers did you get like at the end of 2020? Where were you at? I think I was just shy of 100K. Yeah. Just shy of 100K. I was always just a little behind you. It's like, I gotta gotta get more. I can't let them have better hair and more subscribers. (laughs) Uh, And so it just kind of turned out to be this thing where I started talking about Airbnb. And How many subs do you have now? Maybe like 245, 250, somewhere in there. I've um, got you a little so, Yeah, bit. he's still behind you, still behind you for now. <laughs> for now. Um, and so it, I started doing that. It is harder that. to grow now, though. Like, I found that, that it's just kind of like the, the growth is much slower now once you get higher up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's kind of weird. YouTube is like, this is my worst month probably in like a year, to be honest. Happens all the time where all your stats are cut in half. And then one day you post a video and it gets 400,000 views and you're back. And you're like, <laughs> I back, baby. am a YouTube god, you know? And it's like... That's how it is. It's like YouTube is the one thing that like builds you up and then brings you down so fast when yeah. you make your favorite video and you're like, this is the best video on YouTube and you post it. And it's like one view <laughs> and it's your mom. Um, so it, it is a little bit slower sometimes, but I still really like it. Hey, if you're looking to grow your real estate investing business, whether you're just getting started trying to get your first deal or you're trying to scale and get to the next level, you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. We've got events every single quarter that are absolutely crazy. We've got online coaching programs where we have Zoom calls, a community every single week. We give you everything you need to know to start your business, scripts, processes, SOPs, all of it. It's for you so that you can dominate. So if you wanna learn more about how to join our community and be mentored by me and some of our top coaches and be around other students who are absolutely crushing it, Go to WealthyInvestor.com, apply for a free call with my team. Once again, WealthyInvestor.com, apply for a call today. And yeah, I saw this opportunity with my YouTube channel. Like I was like, people were asking me questions, hitting me up. Yeah. And at first it was very flattering. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's meet for coffee, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Hey, can I pick your brain? Yep. Sure. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, <laughs> this guy, he's like a friend of my, a, a brother of my friend. And he says, hey man, I think you have a lot of potential on YouTube. He's like, I'm a YouTuber. I think I could help you, man. We should chat sometime. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, let's do it. When do you want to meet? He's like, well, I'm gonna have to charge you 150 bucks an hour though. Is that cool? And I was like, 
you reached out to me. No, it's not cool. You know, I was like, just so annoyed. Yeah. And, uh, but I walked away from that conversation thinking, man, I I could charge 150 bucks an hour to <laughs> teach people stuff. Not the way he did it, but you know, I said it on YouTube. I made a video. I was like, Hey, by the way, I do consultations now. And so I started charging 150 bucks an hour. Yeah. And I've started booking out a week in advance and then a month in advance. And then I consulted a consultant who was like, dude, if you're booked hundred percent, you're too cheap. Yep. And so I was like, he was like, raise your rates. So then I raised it to 200, then 300, then 400, then 500 bucks an hour. Yeah. And very quickly, I was like, 500 bucks an hour is a million dollars a year. Why am I still working my W-2 job? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I consulted this guy who was like, dude, why don't you make a course? And I was like, get out of here with that. Why, why, why would I want to do? He's like, dude, he's like, I took this Airbnb course. I paid $2,000 for it and it sucked. Yeah. He was like, what you have to teach is so much better. I yeah. promise you. And I was like, eh, get it. you know, I think I thank you, but no thank you. His name is uh, Michael Wynn. I won't ever forget it because that he changed my life just mm-hmm. by telling me that. So I got to bed and I was like, maybe he's right, you know. And I started thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, that was like really the beginning of like what would eventually become like my education business. That's amazing, bro. So you end up, you know, starting education. You're doing YouTube, cranking, and eventually you get approached by Bigger Pockets. Yeah. And and obviously, for those who don't know, Bigger Pockets is like still probably to this day the biggest real estate podcast. It is. It's the biggest, the baddest, the realest real estate podcast in the world. Well, it's only because I choose not to. Be a real <laughs> that's estate right. Podcast. That's right. But you gotta let me have this one thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of that, um, you know, Bigger Pockets changed my life. You know, I started listening to the podcast back in 2014, and I mean, to to have that longevity ten years later is pretty amazing. Um, and especially too, seeing like you know, Brandon Turner was the face and the host yeah, of it man. for so long, and he's a good buddy of mine. And you know, he leaves, and then they got to figure out who to replace him with. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was, you know, I'm hitting all these, this is the crazy thing about YouTube and content is that you, if you're good at something, you'll hit all your goals, your life goals. Right. I was hitting all my life goals, you know, for a long time, my life goal is to be a millionaire. And then one day I like started mapping out my equity and I was like, Oh, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Now what? You know? But then the YouTube thing started happening. It was like a thousand and then 5,000 subscribers would be great. And, you know, so it's like this crazy thing where everything I ever wanted was like coming true and or coming to fruition. But my big goal, my big goal in life, like I could retire if this happened, was to become a guest on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Mm. And so they reach out to me and they're like, we'd love for you to be a guest. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've done it. it. I did it. Like I, I, like my YouTube hard work has paid off. I was so like excited. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to chop it up with David and Brandon. They're going to ask me this. I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> I got my and famous the, four yeah, ready. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I'm going to reveal a fact about that in a second. But um, it, it none of the stuff that I, like I thought they were going to ask me about YouTube and be like, man, so your YouTube presence, it's so cool and blah, blah. And they're, you know, yeah. it just didn't go according to plan. And I remember being like really bummed. I was just like, man, that sucked. You know, and it, it, it was just like a bummer because I was just like, I feel like I flubbed in front of my heroes. And so whatever, I close the laptop and I'm like, well, maybe when I make more money in real estate and I crush it more, maybe they'll have me on again and I can like have a second chance. <laughs> and then it, it came out and Tony Robinson, he's like the co-host of the rookie podcast, Bigger Pockets Network. And um, he was like, dude, that was amazing. He was like, that's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. And all these people were like tagging me and they're like, this is like life changing and stuff. Yeah. And 
I was just like, man, that's crazy. Cause I thought it sucked, you know, yeah. but it just, we're so hard on ourselves as content creators. Right. Um, but the famous four thing is like, they ask you what's your favorite real estate book. Yeah. And I have never read one before at that point. <laughs> so I was like, rich dad, poor dad. And they're like, yep, that's a good one. It's like funny because when we ask people on the podcast, it's always no rich dad, poor dad. And I was like, I know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> you've never read a book. <laughs> yeah. You've never, I've only read the Burr book and I'm thumbing through wealthy right, way right now every night. But, every night. um, but yeah, man. So that was my, I was like, I did it though. I was like, that's still cool. I was like, man, all right, I'm going to end this year on a high note. Then I moved to Tennessee to start building a tiny house village. Uh, at this time, HDTV approaches me about shooting a, a pilot and the pilot is going on we're shooting it. We're given the budget and I decide I don't really love it. I'm like, uh, having a TV show sounded cool, but it's too much work. Yeah. They asked too much of me before the show is even approved. Right. And I was like, I already have a TV show, but you know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm too far into like just walk away. Right. But then bigger pockets reaches out. And they're like, hey, Brandon Turner's leaving. Would you be interested in perhaps being the fill-in? Yeah. And I was like, the moment they asked me that, I was like, oh my, I was like, I don't want this show. I was like, yeah, right. You know, whatever they pass. I'm like, so happy that I didn't go through because the idea of becoming the host of the Bigger Pockets podcast was like, not even a dream because I didn't know that it was possible. Right. It was as possible as someone being like, do you want to buy Pluto? And it's like, <laughs> that's not something you can do. And so, yeah, I mean, they had me kind of audition a few times and um, eventually they offered me the, the role. And mm. I was like, I just, I honestly still don't believe it. You know, it's been a year. And now you're making the big bucks. And Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the titular co-host of the show. I always say that. It's like, it really is cool. And it's like really cool. I'm, you know, you know where I really make the money on that is that I get to interview the smartest people in the world about how successful they are in real estate. And it just fires me up every episode. Mm. Like, you know, I've interviewed you, Cody Sanchez, Alex Hormozzi. I interviewed Barbara Corcoran yesterday. Yeah. Like, dude, listening to you guys and listening to people that are crushing it, man, I'm just like, I'm so thankful because it's going to really be the foundation of my empire. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Uh, the show we did was was great. Man, I don't even remember when it was. Probably. It was uh, kind of over NFTs and yeah. digital real estate. It was probably about a year ago almost. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I remember the first time I was on the show back in 2018. Like that was a dream come true for me. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was yeah. actually very nervous. If you listen to that first episode, um, you could hear kind of like the nervousness in my voice. But mm. also too, back then, I wasn't a trained yeah, 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 actor yeah. Uh -huh. that actor I am today. Of the theater. I'm, I'm well versed mm -hmm. in acting now. Mm -hmm. And um, then I came back on their show maybe in 2020 or something because they wanted to learn about TikTok. Because I was crushing it on TikTok. So you've been on the show three times? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. What, what's the record? Hmm, that's a good question. I'd probably say like five or six. If you're if you're taking out all the co-hosts and like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably like five or six for just someone that's like not part of the network. Okay, I should do that. Yeah. All right. I'll make it happen. We'll do it again. I know a guy. I know. <laughs> He's the host. <laughs> but no, it was cool because... Uh, I mean, just like it's such a great show and um, it's changed so many lives. It's funny because we've gone through a lot of the same things. Like, uh, I remember I was getting pitched for a TV show and it was down to me and two others. And then, um, they wanted me to film a pilot and I was like, we haven't even talked numbers or yeah. like anything. Well, and they're very disappointing. Oh yeah. And, and they're <laughs> Best like, case you're talking like $5,000 an episode. Yeah. Or something. And like a 70 hour week commitment. Oh yeah. 14 hour shoot days. For yeah. Show. I was like, so tell me like, what do we have any of this before I go waste my time filming a pilot? Like, ah, well, you know, you got to do this first as part of the process. And I'm like, 
you know what? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm totally. not going to do this. Yeah. Because you're already a content creator. Yeah, That's I was already, it. like, I was like, I'll just make my own videos. Um, and that show ended up becoming Pace Morby's show. Oh, and, wow. That's yep. a good one. So that became triple digit flip and, you know, super happy for Pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with the Bigger Pockets thing, when I, I remember, uh, I forget who had called me, but, you know, he, he was like, hey, you know, Brandon's going to be leaving yeah. and we're, yeah. we're looking for fill-in host and different things. Do you want to potentially fill in and all these things? And I remember telling him, I was like, hey, so, you know, like... I'm a guru, right? <laughs> like bigger, a guru. Yeah. Like bigger pockets has for the longest time been anti yeah. guru and yeah. coaching and everything else. I was like, they're coming yeah. around a little bit though. They're coming around. They are. And he yeah. said that back yeah. then too. He was like, you know, like we get it now. Like it's different today than it was when we first started. And, um, you know, I had already had my podcast started too. And I was like, you know, honestly, like, I, I I'm happy to fill in yeah. as like a, yeah. a guest host, but, um, I wouldn't be a permanent solution. Sure. You know, I'm trying to grow this podcast. Yeah, totally. And to see you get it was great because I'm like, dude, like Pineda Light or Pineda Plus, yeah, as we say. They basically got it. <laughs> yeah, they got it. They got it. A much less cool, <laughs> successful, much worse hairline version of Pineda. Yeah. No, they got a much funnier version, though. Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, you know, yeah. I, have a, I have to pre-write my jokes and I practice them in the mirror before every episode. <laughs> um, and we edit all of them out. Who, who's um, been your favorite guest you've interviewed? Dude, I think it's either going to... I think after yesterday's, I think it could be Barbara Corker. Really? Yeah, dude. She is like the sweetest, Are you sure it's not artist. just because that was the last interview you had? No, no, no. Because <laughs> so it really does rank... Um, and granted, you guys are all my friends, but it's probably previous to yesterday... Uh, top three were you, Hormozy, and Cody for sure. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, really, because it's really fun to bring people on that are titans that aren't, that don't talk about real estate, but talk about the principles that can help you crush it in real estate because it's really refreshing, you know? Yeah. Um, but Barbara, she is just this amazing character where, you know, I grew up watching Shark Tank and I got the invite to do the, the podcast on my calendar and I texted my, my producer immediately and I was like, holy crap you got Barbara Corcoran? He's like, you've never texted me so fast in my life. And I'm like, I love her. And what was really cool was that she was the same before the, sh- before the recording and after where, you know, you get people that come in and not necessarily they just bigger pop. Yeah, exactly. Right. They like, you know, they're like, Hey, how's it going? And then it's like record. And they're like, woo. And it's like, because you know, we're tired and we got to get in character and all that stuff. Uh, I feel like I'm always the same. And yeah. she was the same. Yeah. She was like this amazing, funny person tells her story and I really, you know, I ended that that um, podcast just thinking like, that was really cool. That yeah. was it. Like if I can get like one, like Kevin O'Leary would be another one that I'd, that would really freak out over if, if he could come on the show. Actually. Have you guys tried to get him? Well, I think he's coming on to the Bigger Pockets Money podcast. Uh-huh. So because of that, I don't know if we can get him for both. But the other one that they've interviewed before was Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And I would I would probably lose it if, if I interviewed Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Big fan. Yeah. How do you feel? So like for me as a, I mean, I'm a real estate guy, mm-hmm. obviously, but I knew I didn't want to have a real estate podcast just because I have like interest in lots of things. And also I get bored yeah. talking about real estate yeah. nonstop. So how is it sometimes when you're interviewing guests? Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you flipped a house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, and you did it again. <laughs> You, you cashed out? You fixed it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So that's a really good question. Um, if I'm being honest, like in my humble opinion, I'm not that great yet. Yeah. You know? And so I will be. I really think I will be. I know I will be. But 
when they asked me to be the 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 host, I was like, "Are you sure you got the right guy?" I was like, "You Did know, you, that. Have, you had some imposter syndrome." Absolutely, I still do. I mean, Brandon Turner is like the god of real estate. You know, <laughs> he's big shoes to fill, metaphorically and literally. Yeah, and um, you know, I was just like, "Why?" I don't understand. Like, I was like, "Look." I don't want to pitch. I don't want to like sandbag myself. I just, just tell me what about me, you know? And they were just like, you know, when Brandon started the show, he hadn't really done much yet. Yeah. But through the seven years or eight years that he was on the show, he became Brandon Turner. And they're like, we think that, you know, you have really great charismatic, you know, personality and you're positive. You've started and we know that you're going to go places and we want to see you do it. Yeah. And I thought that was honestly just like, I mean, like the sweetest thing ever, you know, I was just like, really me? Thanks, guys. Um, and so, you know what? I'll work for free. <laughs> and so, I kind of feel like now, I just want to do everything, man. I'm so at the point where if I was smart, I would just focus on Airbnb, and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. But I feel it's my job and my duty to go out and do home flips, wholesaling, creative financing, apartment buildings, just and f- to give yourself more knowledge. Just to, to fail at it, to, to yeah. fail at it, to suck at it, to become good at it. So I have something to bring to the table. Right. So at this point, I'm still eating it up, man, because like every, every guest that we have, I'm just like, that's so crazy. That's crazy that they did that doing this job. Yeah. You know, like for example, we had a guest on last week who was making like $5 minimum wage for like many years. And now she's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. She was a preschool teacher. Wow. And so, and her husband was a social worker. And so like he was making not a lot either. Yeah. And they've done it. And so when I see people, how people have become millionaires, you know, I'm similar in that I became a millionaire without a lot of money, but it's cool to see it over and over and over and over again, because it just shows that it's, it's really possible. So no, I'm really not. I eat it up, man. Yeah. I get really fired up because I'll close the thing and I'm like, Guess I'm guess I'm buying a duplex and house hacking again because it's just cool, man. Yeah. Do you do you find yourself um, <laughs> always wanting to change your strategy? Yes. Just hearing them all the time. You're like, you know what? Airbnb is. I'm done with this. Uh, I still oh. want to do it because that's my audience and that's who yeah. you know who who gave me what I have. Yeah. And so it's always going to be my duty to do that. Like that is number one passion. But I think now that I have the 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 bigger pockets platform. I want to make a million bucks doing everything. Like I want to make, I just was thinking today, what if I started this YouTube series that I want to make a million dollars wholesaling. I want to make a million dollars flipping. I want to make a million dollars creative financing. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to do it because I, I think I'm like, why not? Yeah. I'm too young and too good looking to not do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just think it's time to, to really heavy up and I want to do everything. Yeah. How old are you now? 33. Same age. Yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? December 19th. Okay, so I got you there too. Dang it, you always do. You always one up. A- April seventeenth. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, not too far. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. I think I. I just like I said. There's so many times where it's like you should just do this one thing, and do only that, and that's the advice I would give anybody. But yeah. for me, I'm just like I want to do it all. But you're you're also doing some designs on like tiny homes. You're mm-hmm. building your own house right now. Yeah. Like that's a whole new endeavor for you. Yeah, man. I mean, I think like when I first started, I was honestly the happiest I've ever been was building little tiny houses and stuff. Yeah. And I, the, like you built it. Yeah, I did. I had to kick out my, my crew on the first tiny house I ever built. I was told it was going to cost 40,000 bucks, but I didn't get another contractor quote in LA. Right. And so I was like, yeah, okay. sounds good. So I went and got a private loan for 45k and I was like I'll get an extra 5k I'll get nice tile if I want to yeah but what happened was that contractor was just trying to like provide for his team so he's like yeah yeah I think uh, I'll go like 40 grand 
You know, if you've ever talked to a good contractor and you're like, hey, how much is it going to cost to do this? A good contractor says, I don't know. I have to go see. Yeah, and I have to like, quote it out. it out. No mm-hmm. one's ever been like, oh, about like 7,000. Like no one has ever done that if they're good. I was like, great. He like told me what I wanted to hear. So like four <laughs> months in, I'm like calculating quickly that I have like 4,000 bucks left or whatever. And there's only like, we barely got the drywall in. So I had to go in and say, love you, but you got to go, you know, and I kicked everybody out and I finished that tiny house. I did the stained concrete floors. I put the laminate floors in, I painted it. I installed the cabinets. I did the finished electrical plumbing. It's crazy, man. I'm glad I did because that basically taught me how to do that stuff. And so now, you know, a contractor can't BS me. Yeah. So what's it like going from being in the tiny home niche to then buying a mansion in Scottsdale (laughs) with three pickleball courts and you know, like they're, they're so different. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, did like, you ever feel like you had to like, uh, no jokes or <laughs> all kidding aside, like be boxed in? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, but not really. I think people were just always interested in like my crazy ideas. So I was building tiny homes and then I said, you know what? I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to move to Tennessee to build a tiny house village, mm-hmm. move there for a year, did not build the village because <laughs> permitting took like a year. Yeah. And, um, but people always just, they're like, dude, you're a regular guy you know, trying to achieve your dreams, crazy things. Yeah. And that's what I keep doing. And so at the end of the day, like it's kind of, it's like, I don't want to lose money or ever fail, but if I do, it's like, I always say I learn the hard way so you can learn the easy way to Mm. my audience. Right. So I just do everything now that dome home that I bought in Colorado is like crazy. But if I'm being honest, I really miss tiny homes. And so at this, at this point, the returns aren't as good as like focusing on other aspects, but the happiness returns are high. And so I just want to like go and build more little crazy things. I, I wonder like if it would pencil out to build a community of just like boxable homes. Yeah. Would you ever run the numbers? It would. I mean, it kind of depends because it's like if you're really trying to pencil something out, a three bedroom, two bath, a four bedroom, three bath is always going to make more money than a tiny house one one. Right. And from a efficiency standpoint, it's going to cost a lot less too. If you build a tiny house, people think it's going to cost a tiny budget. It's not no. true at all. Because you have your base cost for a driveway, for an AC. Just because you have a tiny house doesn't mean you get a tiny AC system. You yeah. just get the smallest AC system that is standard for costs. a house. Yeah. You still need to put in the main panel. You still need to put in plumbing and all that stuff. And so my tiny house in Joshua Tree was $165,000. People told me I was crazy. They're like, you're so dumb for spending that much on a 300 square foot home. And I'm like, that's as cheap as I could do it. It is physically not possible unless I do it myself, yeah. which I did in LA for 72 grand. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to go to an investor and raise the cash and say, hey, I've got this crazy build, idea. Building a house twice the size wouldn't have cost much more. Correct. From a fiduciary standpoint, it makes the most sense to build, just build something that's a better return. So that's why, you know, I'm relatively liquid and I just want to go and build my own tiny houses and fund them myself. Yeah, because you're, you're not doing them strictly from an ROI perspective. Not really. You're going to get a lot of content out of it. You enjoy it. Correct. Like, they're... they're I think honestly, by the benefit we have as social media guys is that the content you get from it can make you yes, the ROI. Absolutely, man. Like, you know, if I launched a tiny house course, I'm sure that would be a seven figure business for me if I really, really wanted to do that. Um, because of the content would definitely get views, it would go viral on TikTok and all that stuff. So, I mean, it pencils out in the long run. But even with that said, it still pencils out. Like the tiny house I built, I put the slide up in the. Presentation cost me 165k in the two and a half years that I've owned it. 
I've grossed 194,000. Right. So it's, uh, you know, it's already paid for itself, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I still have the mortgage on it, but you know, theoretically it's paid for itself. Right. So what's next for you, dude? I mean, like at the end of the day, is the goal to, I mean, are you still passionate about making videos? I mean, now you're a lot more advanced in business. You've yeah. got different things happening. You know, you've got commitment with bigger pockets and, you know, but to me, when I first hear your story, it's like the passion was doing DIY videos. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where is that today? Well, as soon as the YouTube thing took off, the passion was definitely there. Like, yeah. you know, that was it. It's kind of funny though, because once you figure out how to monetize YouTube and actually make money doing YouTube outside of like AdSense, it becomes more work than, than passion. And so the passion has been taken out a little bit in that 90% of my videos are like talking head behind a desk. But yeah. the most fun I ever had was like carrying a camera around in a tripod and walking through my, uh, my tiny houses and filming that process. So the I can get the passion back really easily. And that's why I want to do more flips and more wholesale deals and stuff like that in Houston, because I just want to like get back in the field. Yeah. I want to get back in the field and feel alive again, Ryan. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but really like that, that's what it is. Like I just yeah. got to get out from behind my desk because what people don't know about being a creator is that it's a really lonely place. Like if you're like, they're like, man, you're out in the world. I'm like, actually, no. I'm behind my desk like 90% of the week. You know what I mean? Like just answering emails, like doing Do you Zoom still calls. edit your own videos? No, no, no. I have okay, a full-time good. editor now. All right, and actually an associate editor now. And that's my biggest bottleneck. I could just probably hire twice as many editors and then do more, do more content. Yeah. Um, but then it becomes so businessy that it's like, yeah. where's the, you know, it's not as fun anymore. So yeah. I'm trying to figure that part out. Like what can I do that's fun content? Because the talking head stuff is fun and it, is the bread and butter and pays the bills, but actually like going out and shooting vlogs and stuff like that's what made me happy. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, bro, I appreciate you speaking at WealthCon. Yeah, appreciate man. Thank your you. Friendship and everything that, you know, you're building and doing, you're changing lives at bigger pockets. You're, you're helping people get financially free with everything, man. So it's good to call you a friend, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's good to call you a friend and a twin. There we go. Twins. <laughs> it, it, Maybe, I don't know who would say that. Yeah, but several people. Several, several people. people. Several me people. Me and you. Yes. It's Best like friends the, and twins. It's like the Chinese fake version of me. <laughs> I am Ryan Pineda. That's the there robotic version. That's yeah, it. man. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll see you. <laughs> Make sure you guys subscribe. We'll yeah, see don't you forget later. Like, hit the like button and the subscribe button. Leave a comment. <laughs> who has better hair? And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Wealthy Way podcast. There we go. We're out.